the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway now, eight minutes past ten o'clock. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. It's a Monday, the 17th morning of the fifth month of the year of our Lord, 2021, and we are guest-free in hour number two, so plenty of opportunities for you to join us this morning. Jim Jordan was not unable to be here in case you thought you missed him. Uh, you did, because he wasn't here. He'll be with us live tomorrow morning at 9.35 as he had a travel conflict today. I want to get into the issues in the state of Ohio now with respect, and I guess it's a national thing. With respect to uh, the CDC's changing guidance on masking, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing when you listen to these people. You listen to the CDC uh, telling you one thing one day. Uh, if you thought it was just Fauci, who's a flip-flopper, and former uh, CDC director Redfield and any of the others, it's not. It's all of them because I truly believe they're making it up as they go along. Why do I say that? I say that because the current director, Dr. Walensky of the CDC, said that literally just a week ago, masks were considered to be the premier way to prevent and stop COVID-19. And then suddenly it's like nobody has to wear masks if you are vaccinated. You are told if you're vaccinated, wear them in crowded rooms. Wear them when you're around other people. And then suddenly the flip. That has the left going absolutely crazy. This is Dr. Walensky yesterday on Fox News Sunday. First, let's just acknowledge um, where we are in this pivotal moment in this pandemic. For 16 months, we've been telling people, be cautious, be careful. Cases are going up. Deaths are still very high. And for this very moment, we have cases coming down. They're down a third in the last two weeks. Death rates that have never been as low since April of 2020. Things in this pandemic are starting to turn around. 
around. And what's also happening is we're getting data, evolving data on the science. Just last Thursday, we, there were two papers that were published in the New England Journal. And then just Friday, this past Friday, um, there was a large study that was published in the MMWR. And so taking all of these data together, we've been working really actively just this whole last week um, to try and move the science, move the data to the American people and tell people, um, deliver the science to them. She literally said the science changed in a week. In a week. In a week. In a week, the vaccine went from not being able to stop you from getting it, you can still get it and carry it asymptomatically, and you can still transmit it to other people, to, no, it makes you fully immune. You can't get it, and you can't really spread it to anybody either, so you can go ahead and take the masks off if you are fully vaccinated. I mean, how dumb? I understand they think we're dumb. How dumb do they think we really are? The science doesn't change that fast, number one. Number two, if we have already seen proof that the CDC is open to political pressure and lobbying from places like the AFT, the American Federation of Teachers, and we have, because language that the AFT sent to the CDC demanding that schools remain virtual in California, for example, demanding that teachers not have to go out there and be, be uh, uh, you know, seen and to be uh, uh, next to these filthy little urchins with all of their diseases jumping off of their bodies and into the teachers' bodies. They sent them a list of demands that they wanted in the next CDC guidance. At least two of those demands were included in the next CDC guidance verbatim verbatim means word for word no changes the aft was writing the guidance for the cdc so if that can happen and we know that it can because it did how is it not possible at all for the biden administration to send uh the cdc here's what we want the new guidance to be because we have to take people's eyes off of the train wreck that this country is right now I talked about this in my speech to um, uh, to uh, the Ohio Political Summit on Saturday, and and I'll repeat it now: this country is a train wreck. Or late last week, the CD with employers. I'll get to that in a second. I didn't need to hit that. Sorry. Uh, with employers having to find a way to bribe people off of their couches because they decided to stay and uh, you know make more money on unemployment because of the Biden administration and with the supplemental than they could make working, uh, that's part of the disaster. What else? Let's talk about what else. Let's talk about all of the issues that, there, well, at least just a handful of them. Foreign agents committed a cyber attack on our infrastructure and shut down a pipeline. Uh, the southern border crisis continues to be encouraged by the administration, and it is being ignored. Ignored. Um, and so it just gets worse and worse and worse. In fact, I've got a story on the border that I'll share with you a little bit later in this hour that will really illustrate how bad things are there. Taxes being increased across the board, maybe not in income taxes, but in ways that you are going to feel and you are going to have to pay, all to pay for a $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill that's not about COVID relief, a $2.5 trillion infrastructure bill that is not about infrastructure, and a $2 trillion American Families Plan bill for free preschool, free college, and free everything else that does nothing to stimulate the American economy. The American uh, dollar has been reduced to the value of monopoly money, 
Inflation is rising at Carter levels. Gas lines and gas shortages on the East Coast because of the pipeline. Gas prices are higher. Violence in the Middle East after four years of absolute peace with President Trump in office, calling the shots for a lot of what goes on in the Middle East. A Congress destroying the Constitution, and on and on and on we go. You don't think Joe Biden could have just made the call to Robin Walensky and said, we got to get these people who are freaking out right now. we got to make them smile a little bit. we got to make them happy. Tell them they can take off the masks. And bing, bada-boom, there it is. Robin, oh, the science has changed so much in a week. Boy, it's really incredible. There's these two papers that came out that said this and said that. It's just so comical. Now, here's what's not comical. This is the danger. This is not funny at all. This is something to be very, very concerned about. In Louisville, Kentucky, a downtown Louisville bar, this is just the first that is, you know, kind of crossed the newswire here, says it will not allow anybody into its establishment without proof of vaccination. This is the vaccine passport we talked about. A sign on the front door of the Meta Bar, which should say Beta Bar probably, in Louisville reads, no shirt, no shoes, no vax card, no dice. You are not allowed in unless you are vaccinated. And if you are not vaccinated, then you have to wear a mask if you have any hope of getting into the place. Jeremy Johnson, the owner, said we're being a little more free and allowing people more opportunity to not wear their masks, but we would just feel a little more comfortable if you're willing to prove that you're vaccinated. Hence the line, no vax card, no dice. So you think to yourself, well, that's fine. You know how easily accessible these vaccine cards are online to print your own? Because that's what a lot of people are already doing. Enter story number two, the FBI. The FBI now says, if you carry a fake vaccine card, trying to prove that you've been vaccinated when you haven't been, you could go to prison. Carrying a fake vaccine card is going to be considered a federal crime. Somebody remind me of what country I'm living in, where police are going to be dispatched to arrest me if I am among the great unwashed and are trying to pass myself as being washed. I could go to prison for making my own mind up about whether or not I want to take an experimental drug cocktail. With the U.S., this is the AP, with the U.S. and Washington lifting most mask mandates for those that are fully vaccinated, federal officials are warning faking a vaccine card to claim immunization carries serious consequences. Quote, it's actually a federal crime, said Amy Alexander, public affairs officer for the FBI in Seattle. It's called misuse of a government seal, and it comes with potential prison time and or fines. Penalty could be as many as five years in prison. Reports have emerged in recent weeks of a bar selling fake vaccine cards. 45 state attorney generals have condemned the fake cards. What I want to know is, how can a legitimate card be considered legal and a fake card be considered illegal when a legitimate card is illegal? Follow that? The ADA is not ambiguous. The Americans with Disabilities Act is not ambiguous. Neither is HIPAA laws. HIPAA laws are very, very clear. No one has a right to your personal private medical information. 
asking for your personal private medical information is enough, could be enough, if you wanted to take them to court, for a, a civil judgment against a business or an employer. They're not allowed to even ask, much less demand that you show something like a vaccine card. So if the vaccine card that is a legitimate card that you get when you get the shot must be shown to get access, which is fully and totally illegal, and that won't result in jail time, but printing out a phony one so that you can keep your own personal medical condition or medical records private as you have a constitutional right to do so you show them a fake one so that you can keep your personal information private that's the one that can put you in print the entire thing is upside down the legal and legitimate card excuse me the legitimate card is the one that's illegal the phony one would be about the closest thing to legal and constitutional that there is because you have a right, a constitutional right, to keep your medical information, including your health status and your medications, private. All of this, my friends, is a way of getting to, in the state of Ohio anyway, maybe the most important bill that we have seen in a long time. House Bill 248 simply must be passed and it is time for us to stand up as i tell you when i talk about ohio stands up all the time it's time for us to stand up and demand that every representative on the health committee pass this thing out of committee that every representative in the ohio state house pass this bill to ban all discrimination against the great unwashed otherwise known as the unvaccinated And every Ohio senator needs to feel the same pressure from you and from me and from everybody. And that if Mike DeWine does what Mike DeWine does, which of course is veto, we've got to override it. I'm not kidding you. This is bigger and more important than even Senate Bill 22 was, which allowed the General Assembly to vote to repeal a health emergency order after 30 days. This one is bigger. This one literally just might as well be called the Liberty or Tyranny Bill. Pass it, and we have liberty. Fail to pass it and allow businesses to do what that business in Kentucky I just described to you is doing. Allow uh, employers to do it. Allow uh, uh, corporations to do it. To discriminate against the unvaccinated, you now have tyranny. That's about right, Josh. It's a crazy train. They can't ask me that crap. And to make sure that they can't ask me that or discriminate against me if I don't show them, we have House Bill 248. Sponsored and presented by Representative Jennifer Gross, who we had on the air. Co-sponsored by, uh, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. That's grown. 18 co-sponsors now for House Bill 248. But we need to get it out of the Health Committee first and foremost, and then we need to get it on the floor. Listen, this is, this is some of what it does. What, what the, the original version was this. Health, uh, 
House Bill 248 would provide Ohioans with a method of opting out of vaccines that their child care providers, schools, universities, employers, and organizations, places of business may require as a prerequisite of attendance, participation, employment, etc. That has been amended. The update, the updated language here, and I told the people at, in Strongsville at the uh, summit on Saturday this very thing, uh, it extends your rights to not just be discriminated in terms of attendance or employment at various things, but it also eliminates uh, or bans the discrimination against you while you are there. In other words, they can't mark you with a scarlet letter, some kind of an ID tag where vaccinated people have the V or the color or whatever, while unvaccinated people have another one, and they can be thus shamed uh, because of their decision. They can't be denied promotions. They cannot be denied access to certain parts of the building or facilities that other people are. We have to be protected against kind of blaming and shaming uh, the unvaccinated, the great unwashed. So it rescinds the exiting code. For example, rescinds current Ohio's code that asks universities to collect vaccine status information from students as a prerequisite of admission. The bill uh, protects vaccine choice, prohibits a person or a public official or employee, public agency, state agency, political subdivision, school, child daycare center, nursing home, yada, 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 and on down the line from requiring any vaccine. Number three, it protects privacy. Prohibits a person, public official or employee, public agency, state agency, yada, 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 from um, requesting any vaccination status or card. The bill also prohibits the disclosure of a person's vaccine status. In other words, if an employer knows one of his employees is unvaccinated, that employer may not disclose that information to anyone else which could subject them to shame or other sort of disparate treatment. The vaccine, uh, number four, vaccine passport is prohibited. It prohibits a person, public official, yada, 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 all the way down the line, from requesting any vaccination status. Number five, it protects trans- provides rather transparency and reinforces that schools must honor exemptions. While the language of the bill permits an existing school mandate and exemption already within Ohio Code to remain law, this bill would require when a school or daycare provider, public or private, notifies parents of existing school mandates that they must also notify parents of applicable law that provides exemptions, and they must honor those exemptions. It also reinforces that student vaccine information shall be treated as personally identifiable information and thus protected, private, completely. Number six, and this is the big one, prohibits discrimination. Prohibit a person or public official, yada, 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 the big list, uh, from discriminating against someone for not receiving a vaccine or participating in vaccine status tracking or not providing proof of vaccination immunity slash testing. Number 789, protect businesses following the law, ensures the new law prevails in future public emergencies so that this isn't just for the COVID-19, but this will be the case moving forward if there are any other sorts of epidemics or pandemics, and finally provides legal recourse for violation of this new law. Civil litigation would be allowed. Have I said that this might be the most important piece of legislation the state of Ohio has considered or taken up over the course of the last, I don't know, 20 years, maybe longer? If I haven't said it, I'm saying it now. It's that important. 248 must pass and get off your A. I almost did a rhyme there. I almost did a Dr. Seuss on you that would have been for one for the ages. (laughs) This this legislation must, must pass, so you better get off of your rear end and get it done. 
There is a website. Going into the news here, I want you to hear. It's very simply spelled out. You ready? Vote yes on HB 248. It's a mouthful, but just think of it. It's a phrase you, you want to say. Vote yes on HB248.com. That website, which I've already posted on my Facebook page, that website issue uh, includes a call to action. It includes the names of the sponsors that I just uh, told you about, 18 of them. And most importantly, it has the email address and phone number for every member of the health committee in the uh, Ohio State House. You understand that? You need to reach out to Chairman of the Health Committee, Scott Lips, Vice Chair Adam Holmes, Ranking Member uh, Allison Russo, Bill Sponsor Jennifer Gross, and then Tim Ginter, Adam Bird, Al Catrona, and on down the line. You need to hit all of them by phone and by email and say, you better support this, get it out of the Health, health, uh, health Committee, and get it up to the, uh, st- to the floor of the House for a vote, because we need to pass 248 as if our freedom and our liberty depends on it. Because you know what? It does. It really does. We'll be right back. Have a question for Bob? A comment? A complaint? Hit up the authority message line. Call 216-525-1806 and make your voice heard. That's 216-525-1806. Call the authority message line. Yes, indeed. Thanks for being with us as we continue now, 1036. Uh, phone lines are open at 216-901-0945. Let's uh, go to Kenny in LaGrange. Kenny, thank you for your patience. I know you've been there since the top of the hour. Go right ahead, sir. Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll change directions on you and get away from stupid politics for a couple minutes. Sure, uh, sure. What do you uh, want to talk about? On uh, Memorial Day, which is two weeks from today, yeah. the veterans in Lorraine County are going to establish honor and respect for Memorial Day. Uh, Some of the veterans do cover the cemeteries early in the morning with their ceremonies and play taps. Uh, I have a dedicated bunch of veterans that are going to cover every cemetery in Lorain County. Wow. And we are going to play taps at every cemetery starting approximately at 4 o'clock. And we will finish up at Brookdale between 6.30 and 6.45, where we will have a brief ceremony. We'll have a singer to sing the national anthem, and we will have a bagpiper, and we will play echo taps at that point. We are uh, trying to get away from the parades, which are okay for some people. I have, I have no arguments about the sure. parades. But we are going to restore honor and respect to those who came before us. Well, I and think I that's couldn't think, uh, I, I think, think that's of a, a better venue thing. than your program to get the information out on. Uh, well, the, Kenny, I appreciate that. Um, listen, it sounds like a massive job. Do you have enough bodies? What if people are listening and say, "I want to help you guys," even though they may not be veterans themselves? I have seven gentlemen who are going to take care of the circuits. I call them circuits. Mm-hmm. They're going to come in from Wellington, from Amherst, from Moraine, Avon. North Ridgeville, Columbia Station, and my circuit, the one I will cover, will will entail the uh, cemeteries closest to Brookdale. Uh, we'll do Penfield. We will do uh, Oberlin, New Russia Township, uh, both Pittsfield Townships, LaGrange, or Pittsfield Cemeteries, excuse me, LaGrange. And, uh, yes, I have seven people who are 
on board with this. They will all have a bugler. They will all carry an American flag in case the cemetery doesn't have an American flag. But, but what, what I'm asking, Ken, is is that enough? Do you need more volunteers to help them? Uh, no. Um, You're good. Okay. If, if anybody if anybody wants to join the caravan as they, as they go through the cemeteries, they're more than welcome. I, I'm, I'm looking for as many people to wind up at uh, Brookdale Cemetery as possible. I would like to see two or 300 veterans and their families out at Brookdale. Uh, but I'm getting tired of the mattress sales. I'm getting tired of the, the, the idea of you got to buy your Pepsi for Memorial Day. Uh, we need to reestablish the true meaning of Memorial Day uh, in this country, and maybe this will be the start. Well, listen, uh, Kenny, you know you have my full support. Thank you for sharing it with this audience. It is, a, it is a glorious thing to hear. Obviously, our veterans and their families, their surviving families, deserve nothing uh, nothing than the very best and uh, nothing than the most honest of tributes, and that sounds like it's exactly what you're planning. So thank you so much, Kenny. Oh, it looks like he got cut off the right at the end. Okay. Well, thank you, Kenny and LaGrange. God bless. Uh, let's go to Chardon now. And this is Amy, I believe. Uh, Amy, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. Hi there, Amy. I was just calling. Um, I just wanted to say um, for the health bill, is it 248? Yes. That the, um, what you're talking about, it's already here. And I, that's why I think passing this bill is even more important. I wasn't even going to say that. I just wanted to share the information that my... My child works at Walmart, and over the weekend in their employee communications uh, portal, mm-hmm. they sent out messages basically saying that um, they're lifting their mask mandate for employees that are vaccinated. And in their regular health checks, they're going to ask a question, and you're going to need to answer yes or no if you're vaccinated. And if you answer yes, you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear your mask. If you answer no, they would like you to honor their policy and keep wearing your mask. And to incentivize this, every employee that answers yes and shows their vaccine papers will get a $75 cash payment from Walmart. So, so yeah, so what we're seeing is, again, another another extortion attempt or another bribery attempt to try to convince people into a getting paid to get a to get this vaccine and b try to avoid the shame with that comes with people knowing that you are not part of the uh the in crowd the vaccinated crowd uh and that's exactly what 248 would prevent it would prevent an employer i don't care if it's as large as walmart one of the nation's biggest employers or if it's the mom and pop hot dog shop down the street you can't do that to people you cannot separate them out you cannot ask them to show anything and you certainly cannot bribe them and give benefits to one uh, person based on their health status over another person based on their health status that's exactly why we need this bill couldn't agree more amy i'm glad you told me thank you for the phone call and for sharing the information you make sure you call back again okay thank you amy listen that's that's bribery right you go and take the jab. We'll give you seventy-five bucks. You don't, t- and and you don't have to wear your mask in uh, in uh, uh, the store. Don't take the jab, and don't prove to us that you did. You keep wearing the mask of shame, the scarlet letter. And they'll probably distribute instead of the white masks. They'll probably distribute red masks just to make sure that everybody knows that all Walmart workers who are unwashed are Hester Prynne. And you have to be a literature uh, uh, student to know that. But uh, you are Hester Prynne. 
You wear that red mask of shame everywhere you go while you're on our property, so everybody knows that you are a threat. You're a danger. You've got the ick. You've got the cooties, the things that can jump off of you and land onto me. And and we're gonna. I'm surprised I don't uh, uh, condemn all of the unwashed to work back in the stock rooms in the back. You know how you say, "Hey, it looks like you're out of ravioli here. Do you have any more in the back?" There's a back in all of these stores. I would imagine that all of the red mask wearers are going to be shoved into the back so they can't be out front making making shoppers feel unsafe because they're next to somebody who has no health problems whatsoever, who is fully healthy, but hasn't taken a, an experimental drug cocktail uh, to maybe make sure they stay healthy. That's what they're doing. I got, a, I got into a little bit of a Facebook tiff with a, now a former Facebook friend this morning. I was doing my show prep. I was listening to Hugh Hewitt. I clicked on my Facebook page because I saw a story I wanted to post, and I did. You, and it's about 248. You should, if you're a Facebook friend of mine, you can see it right now. It's about House Bill 248. So I was posting, and I saw on my uh, one of my uh, wall or not my wall, my uh, on the feed, somebody posted a a question that said, "Question for the unvaccinated: Do you take aspirin?" Do you take blood pressure medication? Do you would you take chemotherapy if you had cancer? If yes, then why won't you take the vaccine? The question in and of itself is just one of the most simplistic, shallow thought out questions that you can imagine. Because the answer is so obvious. You take those things because you're ill or ailing. You take an aspirin if you have a pain, whether it be a headache or whatever the case might be. You're ailing. You would take blood pressure medication if you have high blood pressure. And you certainly would take chemotherapy if you have cancer. That's what you do when you're sick. You take medications for them. But a healthy person taking the vaccine, the experimental drug cocktail, which doesn't immunize you, According to the CDC, you talk about night and day, you talk about, you know, I mean, it couldn't be more far apart. When you're sick, you take things to help you feel better. When you're not sick, you don't have to take things, especially when you don't know what they're going to do to you. And the guy got all ticked off and accused me of showing hate. You know, this is the guy who's on his page, and he's grit. He's got his little cartoon of himself there, gritting his teeth and looking up at the sky with his fist clenched, like ah, these unvaccinated swine. What's wrong with them? He claims to be a conservative, by the way. It must be why he was on my friend list no longer. But um, you know, he's saying, "How dare you shame me? I've, I'll respect your choice. You respect mine. How dare you shame me for taking the shot?" He talked about people that he's known that he has lost, loved ones that he has lost due to the virus. And I said, wait a second. First of all, I feel very badly for you, and you have my empathy and my sympathy for those that you have lost. Number one. Number two, um, I have already had the virus, so it's not a fake illness. He called. He said that I called it a fake illness, which I did not. I've already had it, so is everybody in my family. But like 99.7% of the population, we've recovered from it. And I said, Third of all, the only person shaming anyone on here is the poster who says, if you take aspirin and blood pressure medication, then you should take the shot. If you don't, what's wrong with you? 
So my, my point, just like the caller who called me, I want to say last Wednesday, at the end of the show, if you're a devoted listener, you probably remember it. It's a guy from Lakewood called me and said, well, are you going to argue against seatbelts too? When are you going to argue to have seatbelt laws removed? Because seatbelts are just like masks and vaccines. And again, the simple-mindedness of the left, the shallow thinkers on the left. And my response as I went into the end of the show, so I couldn't really take calls on it afterward, is, afterwards, is that's about the most absurd comparison you can make because you do not have a right to drive a car. He said, what do you mean? You don't have a right to move around. I said, no, you have a right to move around as fast as your little legs can take you, young man. Actually, he was an old guy, I think. You have a right to live. You have a right to breathe. How I choose to make myself live and breathe is up to me because it's my right to breathe oxygen and live, not have it polluted by CO2 trapped up against my face and forced back into my lungs with a mask. I have a right to choose to whether or not to get a flu shot or a, or a COVID vaccination. I do not have a right to drive a car. And this simple-minded leftist says, what do you mean? We have to move. No, you have no right to drive a car. The moment you can show me in the Constitution, the part where it says you have a right to drive an automobile, is that they all say you're correct. And you say, wow, the Constitution was written before cars. Okay, the moment you can show me in the U.S. Code, our system of laws, that you have a right to operate a motor vehicle, then we'll talk. But you won't find it. Driving is a privilege. It is a privilege for which one must pass tests and become licensed. And that license to drive can be revoked by the state at any time if it is proven that you are unsafe as a driver. You have no right to drive. You have every right to breathe. You have no right to drive. You have every right to choose your own medical decisions. So the seatbelt law is pointless when you don't have an actual right to operate a moving vehicle. Your, your right to movement, as you say, involves your two legs and however fast they can move you. That's the end of your rights. You don't even have a right to ride a bicycle. They still license bicycles, don't they? You have to, you have, you have to get permission to ride one of those. Motorcycles? Hell, probably horses, although I can't swear to that one. TJ in Cleveland next. Hi, TJ, go ahead. Yeah, hi, Bob. You know, that thing about cooties, I, that's hilarious. I remember growing up as a kid, one of the worst things for a kid is to uh, be called that they got cooties. Yep. <laughs> but at any rate, I just want to say to Ken and LaGrange, a big hoorah, what he's doing is great. Now, the reason I called, Bob, I'm watching a news thing uh, the other night, you know, on, on YouTube there, and uh, it was out of Philadelphia. They had it on film. A black woman ordered a uh, a Whopper. She took it home, and she was mad because, I guess, the tomato was cut too thick. She come back to the store, to the Burger King, and made a horrible scene. She's trying to climb over the counter. She's demanding her money back, and they told her, we'll give you a free hamburger or a uh, a pass or something. She wouldn't accept it. She wanted her money, and they said they couldn't do that. Well, the bottom line is, 
I guess she started using the N-word. Now, she was black, and the workers were black. And she threw a whopper and hit one of the employees in the back with a whopper, and they showed this on the film. Now she's being charged with felonious assault and uh, a hate crime. And I'm sitting there thinking, you can loot a building, you can uh, violently attack a cop, burn a place down, and you don't get charged with nothing. You hit somebody with a whopper, and you're charged with felonious assault. (laughs) Now, I'm not taking this light, Bob. If this would have been a double whopper with cheese, now I could see maybe this is an assault with a deadly weapon. Bob, we're really in a bad place. We really are, but I would say this in response, and thank you, TJ, for the phone call. You know, what if that what if that whopper actually got you know some of it got splashed into their mouth? That could be a deadly assault. Uh, Ten fifty one. We'll be right back. Okay, 10.56 now. I've got time for a couple more. Before I do, a reminder. <clears throat> Coming up on Wednesday, if you are a member of Citizens for Free Speech, Ohio chapter, of which I am one of the leaders, along with my friend Dan Ramada, our May webinar is coming up on Wednesday, 7.30 p.m., and our guest presenter is going to be Stephanie Stock. I've been telling you about House Bill 248. Stephanie and her team at Ohio uh, Advocates for Medical Freedom have been all over this and promoting House Bill 248 to protect the unvaccinated from the shame, discrimination, uh, and uh, and all kinds of other unfair practices that can be put into place by the government and or private business. 248 would stop all of that. She's going to have details that you need to know on how we can stop this. So our Citizens for Free Speech webinar for May is coming up this Wednesday, the 19th, day after tomorrow, 7.30 p.m., in order to watch the webinar and, and experience the presentation, ask questions, you have to be a member. So become a member right now. Citizensforfreespeech.org slash Ohio. Citizens for Free Speech, spelled out just like that, dot org slash Ohio. Become a member of Citizens for Free Speech and then participate in our webinar on Wednesday night. All right? Fred is in Cleveland. Hi, Fred. You're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Bob. Good day to you. I have a theory about the uh, vaccination. Uh, Two years ago, everything was normal. China released the coronavirus. Now Americans are lining up in droves to get the shot. What if, after everyone is vaccinated, China releases another disease or whatever that goes after the people that have been vaccinated? Then they can kill all that many more people. I don't understand it. Well, um, I would say, first of all, I would not put that out of the realm of possibility. Uh, Biological warfare is something that I think a lot of nations have been using, or not using, working on, researching, trying to develop and protect, and I think the communist Chinese are at the very forefront of that. So that would certainly fit in with what you just described. Um, I would say, though, that it's perhaps more likely that they'll just hit us with a different version of a virus. 
Um, knowing that, because what you said at the beginning is a little bit incorrect, Fred, when you said they're all flocking to get the get the uh, vaccine. They're not. That's the reason why they're doing all of these bribes now to get people to go, because we've got less than half of the country uh, vaccinated, and the, the majority of the, the ones who haven't been have stated that they're not going to. So one of the theories that I heard, Fred, is that they're going to release a less deadly virus like this one, uh, and and going to scare people, and the people are going to realize 99% of us survived, uh, so what are you talking about? We're not going to do this stuff. We're not going to get this vaccine. Then the next virus that they release will be the bad one, the one that has mortality rates like polio did with 15 to 30%, and the population thinking, oh, here we go again. I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that. I'm not doing that. That's what's going to take them all out. So it's kind of, thank you for the call, Fred. It's kind of two different variations of the same story. If you believe that the virus was man-made and re- released by China, then they are capable of just about anything, and we better be on our guard. That's all we have for today. Thanks for the time. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.